You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chen. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Not Another Origin Story. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Pokes. Wait, I... Wait, hold I, on. What's happened here? I, I, Guys, I, pull the switcheroo on me. I think I ran so fast that I ended up in a different episode. Oh, no, no, guys. No? There's going to be a lot of these. All I right. got to warn you. Edit. He was trying some out before the show started. Edit. <laughs> uh, we're still doing that. Huh? Uh, if you're wondering what that is a reference to, then you obviously has, haven't listened to our fantastic previous episode uh, regarding the fantastic <laughs> disaster known as Daredevil. Um, yeah, it is rough stuff. Uh, go go listen to that episode. Now, but this is not no. a normal movie episode. No, no, no. Nor is it a normal mini-sode. That's right. It's a somewhere in between, a little thing we call the pilot project, where we watch an episode of a superhero-themed, or I guess comic book-themed TV show. Yeah, We've like done a, uh, it's like a s- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and... Come on. Gotham? You got it? <laughs> <laughs> I could not remember the name of that show. I was Look, like, it's a city. I gotta let you stand on your own two feet sometimes, so... Please don't. <laughs> Please do not let me. Please coddle me, carry me places, make sure I'm safe. It would really be great for me. Oh, uh, but yeah, we uh, as always we like to do an occasional pilot project because even though we do love covering the array of of garbage films out there for you, we also like to cover the smaller array of mostly garbage television shows. That's right, and since the comic book movies have become so prevalent, comic book TV shows have only become more and more prevalent. So there's a new plethora of shows to watch, and uh, this week we decided to do a show that had been recommended to both me and Ben, uh, the CW's The Flash. It yeah. Is called the Flash, right? It is called The <laughs> Flash. Yeah, it has an article in it. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's easy to watch, just like our upcoming movie for our next episode, Superman 2. Both of these items are on Netflix, so uh, if you're interested in this show after listening to this episode, uh, it's not too hard to watch. And I think you should probably be kind of interested because, as you know, Pogues and I, um, to different degrees, tend to be rather, I would say, kind of negative. Most of that is not our fault. One, one member of the podcast, I don't want to name names, is probably an asshole who hates everything. <laughs> yeah, that's not I, yeah, I don't want to name names because it would be me, and then that would be bad. Uh, yeah, so, but surprisingly, I think neither one of us hated this show. I think we both enjoyed ourselves watching this. In fact, I think we both agreed that uh, we might uh, dive on a few more episodes. We might go go a little bit go a little bit into yeah, this. Yeah. If I could find like a, a list, like there's a list out there for like the Clone Wars cartoon that are like just watch these episodes. If I could find one of those for the Flash, I would probably watch them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I just I, don't need the villain of the week episodes. Yeah, I think we were talking about this before we recorded, but I feel like I don't have time for episodes that weren't written with an intended conclusion. Like I need like a Breaking Bad or like a you know <laughs> something with like an yeah. arc. You know, I don't know if I could sit through like whoa, what are we gonna do this month? Um, yeah, sometimes yeah. these TV shows sort of run into the same problem comics do, which is like, they're like, well, we just keep making them until it's not popular. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. not usually the best way to tell a story, is just to be like, it's open-ended. Well, we'll just keep doing it until we lose fans, and then we'll reboot it. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll wrap it up real quick. <laughs> uh, but I, I did think that this show uh, succeeded in something which would, which kind of surprised me, is I feel like this show nails the the one thing DC movies can't, which is a somewhat serious story with like lighthearted moments 
and generally decent characterization. There's not a whole lot going on. It's a 44-minute TV show on the CW, so it's not like you're watching, you know, like Hamlet or anything. But I feel like they nailed the good, like, the combination of serious and jokey without it being, like, too jokey, something which the DC movies cannot do because they can only nail <laughs> angsty. Yeah, they've got that on lock. Stupid-sounding jokes uh, from the JLA not, uh, not every flash joke lands, but I did laugh through this, and, and I was charmed through this. If that's, I think that's the right word. I was sort of like, I, I didn't, I also didn't hate anyone's performance. In fact, some characters' performances I thought were fucking great, uh, which yeah, we'll get I mean, into. I think the only person who is noticeably, I thought, was just like, wow, this guy is not really trying, is um, the guy who runs Star Industri- Industries, whose name might be Star, I don't remember. <laughs> It would make sense that the guy would be named after, or the company would be named after. His name might be Star. Uh, It might be, or it could be Industries. No, you're yes, yes, Mister Star Industries. No, just Mister Industries. The star is so you know he's the star of his own company. (laughs) No, it's Doctor Harrison Wells, sir. Oh, his name's not Star. All right, yeah. yeah. So maybe I'm not as big a jerk as I thought. I mean, you're not wrong in that most comic book characters that are scientists have companies named after them wayne industries etc but i think in real life it's less common (laughs) i guess so i guess tesla we're recording this on i'm recording this on my gates operating system it's pretty great (laughs) he was smart enough not to put his name on this sucker (laughs) that's how you know yeah yeah he's like no 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 keep my name off of that gates vista really blue Gates uh, ME, the worst operating system of <laughs> yeah. all time. Oh, it was like, no. hey, you like crashes, right? That was the only thing we put into this feature. Um, I'd make more jokes if I knew more CEOs off the top of my head. But moving into the Flash television show. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen it, it it's, a, it's a relatively recent show. It kicked off in 2014. It's been doing really well. It's in its uh, fourth season now, I think. Um, it's on the CW, isn't it? Oh, wait, there's four... Yeah, definitely, I'm not watching (laughs) (laughs) I might. I might go forward, because I've had some uh, reputable friends of mine recommend it, including my friend uh, Chris Doom, who's been on the podcast before, whose tastes often align with mine. Um... But it, it's pretty solid. It even it even seems it's it's a technically a spinoff of the Arrow show, which I did not like, by the way. Um, uh, I did not see the Arrow show, but the thirty seconds Arrow is in this this show. All I thought was this guy is trying to do an imitation of Chris O'Donnell from Batman and Robin, <laughs> and he's not succeeding. Why would you choose that as the person to do an impression of both? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Well, for a moment, I, I was talking to a, a guy I work with. I was telling him how, you know, we're doing the podcast, and I was like, we watched the Flash TV show, and I was like, I didn't know Chris O'Donnell is Arrow, and he's like, he's not, and I was like, oh. Oh. (laughs) Really made me rethink the entire viewing. (laughs) Uh, The the main character is not someone I'm familiar with, though. He's been, um, his name is um, Grant Grant Gustin, which seems like someone just used a G too many times, but. um, He's a character in, um. Well, it's done, guys. I had a joke, and I cannot. <laughs> well, he said his, his real name. I forgot the goddamn name. <laughs> I don't. I think his real name sounds like a DC character. They they love to just alliterate shit. Lois yeah, Lane, all that stuff. <laughs> oh, it's Grant Gustin here to save the day. Um, but he's from like popular shows like um, like Glee and and that nine hundred two one zero reboot. Uh, none of which I'm familiar with, but <laughs> I no reboot. Yeah, the twenty thirteen nine hundred two one zero TV show. I did not know that. It was popular. I mean, I didn't watch it, but 
I think he did all right. Anyway, the point is, is that um, performance-wise, I think he's pretty good. Uh, he plays, obviously, Barry Allen, the titular character of the... Well, not titular, because it's not called Barry Allen, but no. you, you get where I'm going. But he yeah. plays... He Barry plays Allen and the Fleischer, one and the same. The protagonist uh, in the show. He he does a pretty fucking solid... I actually wrote down, I'm like, he does a pretty okay good job. Like, I wasn't sure what verb to yeah. use, because I didn't want to give him too much praise, because I don't think he, like, blew my, I, I, my yeah, brain to the back of my I don't think there's really head, but... anybody in this show who you're like, holy shit. I disagree. The one I did, like, a lot was uh, Jesse Martin, who plays Joe West, who is the sort of detective that raised him. Like, oh this is, really? This is a scene I where just, he's scolding I just like to him. I think that he was the same character from Law and Order. <laughs> and he's just moved. To Maybe Canada that's why. I love Law and Order. I don't know, but he he brought this like at, like this real intensity when he was like scolding uh, his daughter and Barry for getting like close to danger, which I really liked. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's just I mean, a that, couple that of dialogue moments. though in that scene is actually insane if you break it down, which we can do later. Yeah, yeah, understood. Um, so, but 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 getting into the show, so we get. The uh, we get a pretty good, a pretty good uh, lockdown of what we discussed in the minisode is a pretty absurd story. All the flashes have absurd fucking origin stories. Let's be clear about that. No, They're even not... Flash fans will not argue. The original Flash, Jay Garrick, was uh, was just inhaled some special water vapor. Like he vaped yeah, his powers. Yeah, he vaped his powers into being. And then Barry Allen was struck by lightning while carrying around a box of chemicals that are just unnamed. <laughs> yes, unnamed chemicals, as one often does when you go to pick up a box of chemicals. You're like, what's in here? I don't know. They're the unnamed one. So to apply a twist to this, the show gives Barry Allen a job that would put him near chemicals, obviously, uh, which is almost works, which is he's a CSI detective. Now, the problem there is the CSI people aren't going to have like highly volatile, mutative chemicals. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? They've got yeah, just like, they've just got like, iodine and shit <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like i mean they, they would not have volatile chemicals because those would destroy the evidence yeah they don't have so to they're not usually what you want to have like you're like we need to test this blood quick yeah. pour it in this radioactive waste because according to the show they just have shelves full of vials of different colors of like cellular dissolving chemicals with no lids on them yeah. they're just open to the air it's like that's also not safe Almost just all loose chemicals give off a gas just loose um Anyhow, uh, but but yeah, you are a stiff breeze. Also, not great to have open chemicals, <laughs> yeah, or just like dust contamination, or in your hip police loft. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say that whoever wrote this episode, or like whoever wrote this show, had never seen an episode of CSI, no, and had never seen an episode of Law and Order. And I felt like the dude from Law and Order was like the whole time was like, you know, this really isn't how this is like is done. Shut you know, up, was, Jesse. Like, Shut up. Because at one point, the guy takes a pen to collect evidence. No forensic scientist would pick up a pen from another person and dip it in evidence. That is contaminated. I mean, it's like it was there for a joke, which is not funny. But I was just like, I, I was like, I don't get why this is in here. This joke isn't good enough to justify a complete lack of understanding of how science works or how CSI works at this point. Right, right. Um but the show gives us that origin story, but I think it does an extremely good job with tying it to a greater narrative device, which is this like hadron collider ripoff that um, a, a nearby like a scientist like like genetic organization 
uh, is is testing, uh, and it goes wrong, which is cool because it's kind of a joke that we were all making in like 2014 about yeah. the hadron collider. So even though that was like a little a little like dated that moment, it, it it still felt like a cool like device. And the explosion is the cause of like the lightning, and it's the cause. Uh, so it kind of it's not just like random lightning, which I thought was good. That helps like lessen the absurdity of that origin. And it also provides the really cool narrative device is that they establish in the show that there's now pockets of the city where they think people may have been affected the way he was. Uh, in fact, they reveal yes. that one of the villains, uh, some like bank robbing criminal, uh, has gained some bizarre weather powers, a la Storm, uh, and now is a bad guy with weather powers, which is sort of like a – it's a good soft villain to go with. Yeah. It's like a guy who's already a bad guy, but now he's got weather powers. It's like a good way to but just get rid of it. not really – very low ambition. <laughs> yeah, he just keeps robbing banks. And also, hanging out in a barn. <laughs> he also walks all the way into the bank and then says, this is a rob- robbery, and then starts producing fog. Yeah. It's like, maybe start with the fog, bro. Yeah. Like, they've already got you on camera at this point. Roll the fog in. That's, like, yeah. the best part of fog. Like, <laughs> it's to well, obscure it stuff. They'll all leave because they think the building's on fire. You just walk in and take all the money. Like, if I wrote the cons and the pros of fog, number one pro is that it's hard to see in it. Like, so yeah. just go with that. <laughs> Ironically, also the number one con of fog. Uh, the con is not threatening. <laughs> yeah. It, it does not inspire fear. <laughs> it's literally just a, a cloud that's real lazy. It's just it's just like a vape power. They established later that he... Uh, that's, they that's, couldn't get away from the... No. The they, <laughs> right. <laughs> they established later that he's got, like, full-on, like, he can throw you with wind and lightning and, and turn into a tornado. So, yeah, again, that's... the fog seemed like a real soft start. Uh, anyway. Really buried the lead. The story gives you uh, what I also like about DC comic stories is they like they like to really build a like an orbit of secondary support characters uh, in DC comics. It's sort of always been like a, a trademark of DC heroes. Like you know you've got Superman has got his Lois Lane, he's got his Jimmy Olsen. Uh, you know there's a lot of reporters and and other people who are completely powerless and and are just to be in, in danger, <laughs> right? To often be in danger, but also to be like helpful or informative or, or butlers or, or butlers <laughs> which are both helpful and informative Boom. but this show this Your show story checks out this show grabs that and brings in characters like iris west who's sort of like his sister slash love interest which not real sister don't worry about it um i was excited for a minute until i found out they weren't really related and i was like well this is no longer erotic <laughs> <laughs> oh no i've said too much this is recording from what i know of this show going forward outside of this episode they bring in characters like wally west uh, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole ton of of, of characters that they roll, rope into this show. Um, they then uh, really do a good job of, of of bringing this to a head and getting us into a villain scenario because I I couldn't believe it when I checked my clock and we were testing the Flash's powers out on that airstrip and it was like 18 minutes. I was like, what? That oh, is really? Record I didn't time. Pay attention. Yeah, that's pretty good, especially for a, a TV show. You sometimes you feel like they really linger on that origin yeah it, it seems like i got the i got the sense from the gotham show that the entire first season would be an origin story like yes. constant origin stories mostly about how barbara gordon had a phase a sexy phase <laughs> well now i'm gonna watch it some more shit that that was a community reference i believe no wait i forget what it is keep going <laughs> but uh this this establishes a pretty solid character uh orbit 
a, 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 it establishes a like a tragic origin story for Barry Allen with his parents being destroyed. Yeah. Although it's can, clearly can we, by like himself or something. Like it seems can, pretty can obvious. Can we just pause it? the second Barry Allen's dad came in and after he had gotten in the fight and it, like his mom's basically like, "You're such a good person, Barry Allen. You'd make a great superhero." Is basically what she says. And then her, his dad comes in, and he's like, no fighting. But did you win? He's like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And then the mom and dad were in love. Within three seconds, I was like, oh, no, one of them's going to die. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the second they were in love, I was like, oh, one of them's dead. I'm like, this is this is a women in refrigerators moment uh, more than I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Are you familiar yeah. with that term? I'm sorry. I just, I just dropped that one. <laughs> have, you, have you heard that expression before? It's one of my favorite concepts. No, I don't think I have. It's based off of uh, a Green Lantern storyline in which uh, Green Lantern is settles down and uh, you know has a relationship, and then like two issues later, oh uh, yeah, yeah, his core villain murders his girlfriend and stuffs her in a refrigerator or a stove or whatever. Um, uh, right, the famous yeah, the one yeah, that started and, the comics code. And someone wrote a complaint about it in which they're like, you know, why do we keep inventing these female characters that just act as like a death foil? for the main villain to, like, actually have some, like, pain in their life. Like, why couldn't the woman actually be a thing? Like, why she just have to be, like, a tool why to she just get... have to be a corpse in a refrigerator? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, I got that vibe when I saw the mom just, like, all green-eyed and, like, smiling. I'm like, boy, family life is great. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't usually pan out a specific way for heroes. <laughs> yeah, usually, they usually don't have, like, I'm well-adjusted. I had a great childhood. My parents love me. They're both still alive. I go see them all the time. <laughs> Nothing mysterious happened. Yeah. Not from a planet that blew itself up, or my parents weren't gunned down in an alleyway. But the show does a good job of bookmarking it, because we begin with Barry Allen as a child, uh, more or less. We begin with Barry Allen, Barry Allen losing his his par- losing his mom, and his father is, is jailed for the crime. Uh, even though it's clear that a blurry version of him is doing it from the future. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some sort of speed lightning person is there. Yeah. And once again, just to show that this show has no idea how police work... At the end, we see him running back to find out that his his dad is being charged for the crime. And the dad's like, don't go in the house. Don't go in the house. There are like 15 to 20 police officers just hanging around. They let a 10-year-old boy not only walk into the house, walk all the way up to his dead mother's body, but then try to touch it. And they're like, we're sorry. It's like, who secure a crime scene, bastard. It's like, why who let this kid see his dead mother? It was crazy. Yeah, it is pretty absurd. I was just like, and like, they just watch him. And then the guy comes up, he's like, I know this is hard. It's like, well, yeah, because you just let him see his murdered mother. And Maybe he's just he like, oh, no. At the door. Oh, no, I, I should have done that. Yeah. Also, I'm not really sure how they could arrest his father, which would appear to be like his mother was killed by a really fast thing. Because I, I don't understand how she died. She had no marks on her body. When they showed her, she looked fine. It looked like she had just had a heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, um... What, I, what I'm excited about the show, and based on what I saw with so, – so just to wrap the whole thing up is you get the arc with the villain showing up and Barry Allen practicing and learning his powers and then, you know, obviously the, uh, applying them in the correct flash way of reversing a tornado is a very flash moment, uh, is running around an object a ton. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very appropriate. Yeah, they were like, how can we really show his power? He needs to be able to run around something real fast. But what I enjoyed is after they established that and they established this particle accelerator exploding and creating heroes, I'm like, man, they can just get any DC character, like any D-level character yeah. that exists. All, and All the crappy villains and just dump them into this show. And I fucking love it because based on what I, I've seen a lot of articles about The Flash having not watched it before. And I know that people were freaking out when King Shark made an appearance. Are you wow. familiar with this? 
Uh, no, I don't even know who King Shark is. No one fucking guess, does. Yeah. I couldn't guess he's a man who's part shark. He's man is mostly shark from the waist up. Yeah. And he's some sort of... He's just... He's, and then, and then he's, <laughs> he's some sort of ruler. I don't think that's true. I think they're just like, man, that's a badass shark. So they give him King Shark. Anyway, um, but he's in this show. Like, look up King Shark clip. It's fucking great. It's just like a giant shark man. Exactly as you expect it to look like. And I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of awesome. They don't like, no, we're going to make him just a guy with like sharp teeth and like a narrow eyes. He's just like, looks gray all the time. You know, I don't know, whatever. They, they, try, <laughs> they try to like apply like shark traits to a man. No, they're like, no, this is a human shark person. <laughs> so he's just like a street shark? Yeah, he looks like a street shark. I'm not fucking with you. It's the best. They don't, it's clear. And he's a monarchy of some sort. It's clear that the creators of the show uh, uh, definitely have some sense of what they're doing because there's a lot of, like, goofball 70s Silver Era bullshit that's in this show and done sort of lovingly. Like, um, from some of my research, I recognize that the two science characters, not to spoil anything for you, also become villains at some point. Uh, oh, really? not, or not villains, but they become they – become, they, they have powers at some point. Um, like one becomes Killer Frost, the other one becomes Vibe. Again, characters you've never heard of. Please tell me the girl's not the one that's named Vibe. Uh, no. <laughs> she uh. is Dr. Caitlin Snow, so I think she becomes Killer Frost. <laughs> Which, Killer Frost, hard to, hard to really hide your intentions with that name. Like, you think Killer Frost is a hero? No, I'm gonna guess no. Uh, also, they also, thank God I... it was not the woman named Vibe. Yeah, been. I appreciate that. I also appreciate that the show plays around with um, different Earths, which is always a DC sort of mainstay. Yes, like... which this was something that I thought was confusing. The end of the show ends with um, right, right, Mister Star, Mister Star Industries. Yes, Mister Industries himself, who who is said that he is paralyzed from the explosion, goes into like a closet that's hidden in a wall, and gets out of his chair it turns out he can walk and he apparently also doesn't need reading glasses which i didn't that seemed like way too big of a reveal but he goes over and puts his hand over this thing and a like a holographic newspaper appears and it's from 2024 and it says the flash missing in crisis right all it says so we're gonna get to the crisis moment which is the crisis dc storyline which is my assumption is the the crisis uh crisis on infinite earths now If you saw Batman vs. Superman, which I don't know if you have yet. I have not. There is a scene that they never explain. There's no setup, and you have no clue what the fuck is going on because they make no explanation as to what's happening. But Batman is having a dream, Bruce Wayne, and he wakes up, and somebody comes through like a time portal and tells him that he needs to save her and then disappears. Batman makes no effort to find out who that person was and just assumes her is... I don't know who he doesn't really it's just like a weird scene and my thought is I'm like oh they're setting up the crisis on infinite earths because Batman has a dream about one of the many earths from the DC universe and I'm like that's interesting they're setting up crisis on infinite earth I see this but then I realize this is not the guy who's the flash in the movie it's an entirely other actor and DC said these two universes aren't the same. But they're both building to the same moment, which is Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't. I thought that was so weird. I'm like, you're gonna set them in the same climax, but in two different universes. And there's a problem there, especially especially in the movie sense, which is the fact that Crisis on Infinite Earths does not play well to a new audience. No, is, no, it does not. Like, if comic books had difficulty levels, Crisis on Infinite Earths would be. Hard difficulty because it has it requires you to have been reading uh, everything 
for yeah. the, like I mean, a it, long it's, time. It's also like a twelve issue. Yes. Yeah. It'd be like taking Secret Wars and being like, we're not going to explain who the Beyonder is. We're just going to throw all these characters together, assume you know all of their backstories, because we don't have time to explain any of them. I mean, it is crazy. Crisis, if you don't know, is was a huge crossover in the DC Universe, which they did to clean up the fact that the DC Universe was kind of a mess. They had created too many alternate realities and stories, and so to try to reboot it and try to condense everything down into like the new versions of things. They basically killed off all these other worlds. And it's, it's probably most famous because it in it, Supergirl dies. That's probably why most people know crisis on infinite earths, but it seems like both of these two things are, are going towards the th- same thing. And I'm like, but why have them as two different act, like two different universes? I mean, I guess those two universes could collide, you know I mean? They could bring the TV people into the movie, but I just thought that was so bizarre. That, and not only do they introduce Barry Allen in the Batman, the JLA movie, but he's also like a, like a teenager. Like he's like the same rough age as the guy in this show. So why not just have them be the same actor? Yeah, I, 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 I think that's more of a question like for producers. Like I think that's just like more of like TV shows versus movies. And... Yeah, and it's probably you can't afford to pay somebody who's a movie – Right, I appreciate show on the CW. I, I, and I appreciate where you're narratively at, but I think there's probably just too many technical constraints that prevent. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was insane that I was like, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They're two different universes, but then I started thinking about it, and I was like, but wait, they're both building to the same event though, which I thought was weird. Which I guess would yeah. be cool if they did actually make it to be like, yeah, that we're going to bring in the TV show people because they're their own version of the DC universe. And they op- and I'd be like, that would be pretty cool if you were a fan of DC and you went to see the movie and you were a fan of those shows. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that kind of be like, you know, it's sort of like when they throw in one of the low-tier characters from Marvel movies into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're in the same universe until next week where nobody brings up anybody except for somebody constantly references Iron Man or Captain America for whatever reason. So – I don't. I have no idea what I was going to say there. So go ahead. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, I think the one thing we can establish is I think we we both. Uh, you know, this is a mini-sode, so we don't have to go too far into it. But we both definitely enjoyed ourselves watching uh, the Flash. I'm really curious to see it um, evolve. Like I said, there was really efficient storytelling. Um, there were jokes. Many of them landed, not all. Uh, yeah, but... I thought there was a couple of like really good joke moments. Yeah, and and no performance is a real whiff. You know. Which no, I no, was good. I didn't think anybody was particularly bad. Like I said, I didn't think the star guy was that great, but I've never thought that guy's been good in any TV show he's been in. Like <laughs> he's been fair. in a lot of bad TV shows too, and um, I just don't think he's a particularly like. I just think that's his acting style is like I'm kind of this same guy in a, a different co- shirt. There's a couple of little Easter eggs in there. Um, they they drop in uh, Gorilla Grood or Grod, whatever his name is, which is I, a, a, sure you say it. a C-level, like, I would probably say a C-level, like, D- DC, like, villainish character. It's like a super intelligent, like, monkey ape. Uh, that's in, like, the labs when they're there. Uh, I, I think there's, a, there's probably a few I missed because I'm not the biggest DC nut. Yeah, like I so, knew it was like they show that cage that's been ripped open and it has yeah. a name on it. Uh, there's a couple of references they make about other people that I was like, oh, these are probably because they're using their full name. Yeah. I'm like they must be characters from DC that I just don't know about because I'm not a fan of the Flash. I mean, I, outside of Batman and a little bit of Superman and their Vertigo stuff, I don't know that much about the DC universe. So a lot of the things probably went over my head. 
So here's a really funny, uh, a funny element. Did you know there was a flash television show that preceded this? Yeah, a really old one. In the nineties. Yeah, and Mark Hamill was the bad guy. Uh oh, I didn't know that. I know Richard yeah, Belzer was in it. I'm pretty sure that's. I think it was a TV show where there was a Flash movie. Keep talking. Uh, there was there there was a Flash movie. Um, so the the main the main the the Barry Allen of that Flash show is a man named John Wesley Ship, who plays none other than this Barry Allen's dad. Oh, really? That that's pretty cool. Same actor. They got him to play his dad in this, is to sort of like a callback to that the fact that he was the old Flash. Oh, I, I guess they had Mark Hamill reprise his role as the trickster from the original Flash TV show in season three of the current Flash show. You know what? I, I just that's I just, kind of interesting. I just realized that that uh, that he also plays Jay Garrick at some point in the Flash television show, even though his name is Henry Allen. Oh, it's gonna be some fuckery there. Some comic book shit right there. But the interesting thing there is they got a guy to play the preceding Flash in this narrative who also literally played the old flash <laughs> that's actually yeah, that's kind of cool. awesome <laughs> i'm a big fan of that anyhow yeah like i um, said there, there was definitely some cool stuff there is some of the writing is like it, it they got 44 minutes which is what i kept telling myself i'm like this is actually not bad writing and and like you got to remember too it's a cw tv show so they've got a specific audience in mind too you know i mean they're not they're going for like the Smallville crowd. I mean, those you know younger people who know comics or maybe aren't super into them and that sort of stuff. But there is like a the one scene that really stuck out to me as just being weird is when he's talking to the female scientist and he says something about like how come you never smile and she lays out like the bleakest backstory, but like every part of it. Like my boss is in a wheelchair, my business has gone under, my fiance was killed in the explosion. She's like. Just be like, I don't feel like smiling. Like, who gives that much backstory? I'm having like a tough a day. Yeah. This is like the second conversation they've ever had. Um, one thing I really uh, – I also had to bring up too is she she delivers one of my least favorite lines uh, the, of, the, of the entire episode, which is when Barry Allen is attempting to come up with a solution to uh, stopping the tornado, and he suggests running around it, and they quickly do a calculation. She's like, but yeah, you'd have to run like – 700 miles your body couldn't take that speed and he's like i have to do it and i was like ugh, like uh that old yeah trope. i also thought that it was weird that they were like you'd have to go 700 miles per hour and that would kill you and i was like but why though you know what i mean yeah. like if he you can move that fast why would anything hurt him yeah you know i mean if he can move at you know a certain number of speed it just doesn't make any sense clearly his body is made to handle the speed so it was just weird that they were like 700 that's the yeah way. i just don't go down that easy cheese road and just go like oh yeah it's like you can't run that fast if you also, slow down the bus will explode it's just it's so stupid yeah well the other problem is is like you know where it's going where it's like he's like the fastest man alive he eventually travels back in time because he can move so fast you know if you get really into it he like can phase through walls because he can vibrate his molecules fast enough there's all sorts of like weird stuff that it's just like why did they pick such an arbitrary thing to throw out in the first episode i don't know and it was also they mentioned that um that he might produce a uh, he might break the sound barrier when they're doing the test, he said, you know, you'll need this in case it'll help, like, to filter out the noise in case you have a sonic boom. You have to travel over 700 miles per hour to create a sonic boom. So if they thought he could do it then, why is it now all of a sudden dangerous? Like, it just didn't make any sense. 
It does. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, I think that covers us on uh, the Flash television series. Like I said, it's on Netflix, so uh, if you've got some time, I highly recommend checking it out and see if you uh, if you enjoy it the same way we did. Uh, if so, or if not, give us some comments. You know, as always, talk to us about. Uh, talk to us about what you what you thought. We'd like to hear from our listeners, and uh, definitely uh, if you've already got Netflix open, just go ahead and watch Superman too because we're doing it next week. That's right, and we'll see you next week. 